Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, here I am, practicing this tricky pose. I must not fall over. Rosie, straighten your back. Hang in there. You've got this. That's Bradley, my yoga instructor. Can you see that? There are more than a dozen people in this class, yet he only seems to encourage me. Did this mean he liked me? I didn't need to look in a mirror to know my cheeks were lobster red right now. I'm Rosie, by the way, 18 years old. I'm still single. Not to brag, but I know I'm kind of pretty, friendly, and fun to be around. So it's easy to tell that many guys are into me. But why do none of them ever dare to confess their feelings to me? Hmm, what were they so afraid of? Take Bradley, for instance. He clearly liked me, but was too shy to admit it. It was so obvious as he kept deterring past my mat just so he could check out my position. Even my best friend Joseph noticed that. As every time Bradley approached, Joseph would have this cheeky smirk on and send me signals with his eyes. I already told him not to do that. After class, Joseph kept teasing me about it. He told me Bradley definitely had feelings for me and just needed one more push for leverage. Although I reluctantly told him to stop, he insisted on being the wingman by texting Bradley about me. Bradley, why don't you ask Rosie out? You two look really cute together. Come on, you know that wouldn't work. Huh? <laughs> Why not? Because, Joseph, it's you I'm crazy about. I was not okay. What was the problem with all the men around me? Why didn't they like me? I couldn't go on like this. I must have a boyfriend. And I was dead serious about it. So after researching online, I found a dating coach to save me from my tragic single situation. So Martin, my coach, is super handsome has a six-pack, and his business is a big hit. He's helped hundreds of sad single people find love. Flashy enough to trust, isn't it? Still, I was quite nervous when I met him. You know, the feeling that a therapist would judge you before treating you. But actually, he was reassuring, very open, and didn't ask too many questions. Let's just be open about this, all right? Manipulating someone into dating you is not the foundation to a healthy relationship. But don't worry as I have the secret. Day one, 
And according to Martin, I needed to learn how to approach new people. I'm pretty shy, so taking the initiative was hard for me. But Martin taught me a trick. When I see a cute guy, I need to approach him within three seconds. This way my brain wouldn't have time to think, analyze, then talk myself out of it, and end up missing my chance. Okay, a hot guy was there staring at his phone. I must not overthink. One, two, three, go. Hi. Hi. Um, so I just saw you and I think you're really hot. I'm here to say hi. Thanks for thinking my boyfriend's hot, but he's taken. I panicked, then rushed back to Martin and spluttered out, I, I, I can't. Hey, that was a success. You're just training your mind and body to take action. Go ahead. No way. Should we move to the next step? And this was the next step. I just needed to start a conversation in this place where everyone was in a mood to have a chat. It's simple, Rosie. Put yourself in a talkative mood. Go over to them and give them a compliment. But make sure it's genuine, else it won't count, okay? Got it. I spotted a man sitting alone, so I walked over to him. Hey, I like your... ring. O-M-G. Was that a wedding ring? <laughs> don't, don't worry. I'm single. And is it that hard to think of something to compliment me on? <laughs> and, um, you are smarter than you look. And yep, he left. Oh, what kind of compliment was that? Martin sat in a corner and watched me go from guy to guy and stutter out a string of terrible compliments. You did great, Rosie. Don't be discouraged. Now, when you actually see someone you like, you'll be more natural. Martin said that body language is a crucial part of keeping the conversation going. So, the plan was to practice this at Joseph's birthday party. This time Martin couldn't be there in person, but we still stayed in touch via my Bluetooth earphone so he could guide me. The mission today was to initiate physical contact with someone and make them feel close to me. Anyone who knows me knows that I am not good with these things. So I kept giving them this weird slap on the back. Hey, I heard an ouch. Are you hitting them? I said just a light tap. I don't think I can do this. I'm too shy. And now guys are giving me weird looks. Martin said this time I should make the boys take the initiative, and then things would come more naturally. Okay, I'll give it one last try. This boy I like, Nathan, is over by the pool. But he's in a group. Nothing to worry about. You'll make him come to you. Now listen and follow. I walked over to the bar and made sure I was in Nathan's eyesight. Sat as naturally as possible, made eye contact with him, and smiled. Oh, Martin, this is stupid. He doesn't even know me. Just wait. OMG. He's waving at me. Should I come now? No, no, no. Wave him over. Okay. You should take responsibility for this, Martin. I waved Nathan over. Then, to my surprise, he got up and started walking toward me. OMG, help. What should I do? Give a no-tooth smile. Then say, I just want to say hi. What? That was all? But he was coming closer and I had no choice. I just want to say hi. And I want to have your phone number, cutie. I couldn't believe it. That was a real success. We texted the whole night. We got on so well. He was clearly flirting with me. This is crazy. But then two weeks passed by and I didn't hear from him at all. I kept on looking at my phone, expecting Nathan to call, but he never did. So I immediately rang my coach for help. Ready for the bad news? 
So that means he doesn't like you. A busy man like Napoleon could still write thousands of romantic love letters to his Josephine. If he was into you, he'd always find a way. And I also think he doesn't seem like a good type to date. What? Nathan is such a sweet guy. Maybe he's just super busy? But then Christmas came, and I couldn't wait any longer. I mustered up the courage to ask Nathan out. But guess what? He invited me to his house to enjoy Christmas with his family instead. Oh, wow. He wanted to introduce me to his family. This was massive. It meant he really took our relationship seriously, didn't he? But when we got to Nathan's place, to my surprise, it was just a small apartment and definitely not big enough for a whole family. Seeing my confused look, Nathan said his family must have changed their plans and went out, which was for the better as the two of us would have more time together. Suddenly, I saw a shadow of a girl in a red dress in his bedroom. Then Nathan immediately pulled me away and said, Uh, um, that's my maid. How annoying. So, do you want to go to the hotel so we can have more time alone? Really? Did he think I was born yesterday? I refused immediately, and Nathan began to change his attitude. <laughs> okay, but I can't drive you home. I have something urgent. But don't worry, I'll take you to the nearby bus stop. I have never felt so stupid. Martin was right. Nathan wasn't serious about me. He just wanted to use me. But what went wrong? I did everything I could, but I kept failing again and again. No one liked me. I called Martin in tears, and he ended up driving there to pick me up right on Christmas Eve. I felt like the most tragic person ever. Martin was so patient. He turned the radio on so loud and didn't say anything until I finished crying and calmed down. Misread the signals again, huh? How could I have known? Well, I'm not saying this to make money off you, but looking at the current situation, I think you need to hire me for longer than you think. My love life may have sucked, but at least I had Martin. Here's my hope. He was the best coach ever, as he didn't mind answering my questions, and he always picked up the phone whether it was office hours or midnight. Then one night I was out with my friends. I drank a few too many wines and phoned Martin up and slurred out a load of drunken nonsense. He immediately came to pick me up and drove me home, saying that he needed to make sure I got home safely. He was such a sweet guy. I felt something, but then reassured myself that he was just being nice. But Joseph insisted that Martin was only acting this way because he liked me. Seeing everything he did, and you still have to wonder about his feelings? Dummy. Believe me, I'm not wrong this time. Mr. Sixpack is crazy about you. Congrats. Hmm. Thinking about it, it did make sense. So I started stalking my coach on social media and daydreaming about him. Then, taking Martin's own advice that I needed to make my feelings known. So, on Valentine's night, I, myself, made this box of chocolates and took them round to his. I took a deep breath, then rang the doorbell. But then, standing at the door was him holding hands with another girl. I awkwardly said, Don't, don't you like me? I mean, you taught me that when a guy likes a girl... He'll always be there for her. You picked me up in the middle of the night, and you always listened and comforted me when I was sad. You even brought me hot tea when my Aunt Flo came to visit. Doesn't everything match up? R Rosie, I was just being nice. Sorry, but you've confused the signs. Again. I was totally dumbfounded. 
I couldn't face the thought of seeing Martin ever again, so I blocked him from my life. In the following days, I was under a variety of emotional states, from extreme stress, heartbreak, embarrassment, then disappointment because of my extra delusion. I struggled with insomnia almost every night and tried to bury my feelings by binge-eating junk food. Just two weeks later, I looked at myself in the mirror. There were dark circles under my eyes, my skin was dry and flaky, and I felt bloated and sluggish most of the time. Seeing myself like that reminded me of something Martin had said. How can you expect someone else to love you if you don't love yourself? I knew I needed to change, so I started eating more healthily, working out, and finding me time. And you know what? It worked. Now I can finally say that I see my own worth, and I'll never allow a man to treat me badly ever again. And if that means I stay single for a while, then that's the way it'll be. I guess I kinda owe Martin a lot. I mean, he did teach me loads. And now, even though I'm still single, I'm enjoying it. There are way more important things than having a boyfriend, right? But wait, was this barista winking at me? OMG! There's a post-it with his number on my coffee cup. What should I do? Hey, dating a coffee guy is risky business. Why, coach? Imagine one day, your relationship turns bad, and you desire a cup of coffee to ease your heart out, but you also have to see him here. Awkward, huh? Indeed a pro. But, so, why are you making this awkward convo? (laughs) Rosie, I may be a love coach, but even I get it wrong sometimes. When it comes to my heart, All theories are nonsense. Please, you show me how to love naturally. Um, well, as you can see, I'm dating my dating coach. But now, our love doesn't apply to any cliches. Instead, we just do us, and we're both happier than ever. If you're in a dating slump, then don't worry. Just let love happen when it happens, and follow your heart. Sometimes in life we have a chance encounter with someone who ends up changing our life. This is exactly what happened to me, and it was totally unexpected. You see, I was pretty lonely at the time. I'm Amelia, by the way, and I'm 20 years old. I was living all on my own in a tiny house in Portland. It was my mom's house, but she sadly passed away from cancer two years ago. I'm not going to say that life was easy for me, because it wasn't. All I wanted was to become a comic book artist. I love art so much, but the only way I could make this dream a reality was to make money. Ever since graduating from high school, I'd been working as a waitress to make ends meet, and also to save up enough cash to enroll in art college. Honestly, this job got me through the hardest time in my life. The days, weeks, and months after my mom passed away were so painful, and the restaurant kept me busy so I barely had time to sit with all my feelings. Moreover, little did I know how much this waitressing job would change my life forever. It all started with an incident in the restaurant. I'll never forget that day. I was carrying a tray of food when I accidentally spilled some water onto the shoes of some fancy girl. Oh my god, she went crazy! She started screaming at me, and even though I frantically apologized right away, she still asked to speak to my manager. I leapt down and tried to clean the water off her shoes with a cloth, and that's when I heard a voice. Hey, stop! What do you think you're doing? I looked up and saw the boy she was with staring at me. He looked disgusted at me, 
and then said to the girl, Babe, let's bounce, before that waitress ruins your shoes even more with her filthy hands. Come on, let's hit the mall. I'll buy you a new pair of shoes. Clearly, he was her boyfriend, and as soon as he mentioned new shoes, her eyes sparkled with joy as she said, Yay, babe! I want a new bag too, though. Could you? And her boyfriend just laughed and said, Anything you want, my princess. They got up to leave and smirked at me as they walked away. I couldn't believe how rude they were, especially the boy. I felt so angry, I wished I could slap him right across that cocky face. But of course, I didn't. There was no way I could risk losing my job. But I knew that if I ever saw his face again, I'd definitely give him a piece of my mind. And, well, believe it or not, I did indeed see him again. The world works in mysterious ways, and I guess we were destined to meet again. A few weeks after that, one evening, I was heading home and passed by the park to feed the stray cats as usual. While I was playing with them, I noticed some guy heading towards me. Suddenly, he grabbed my arms and pulled me towards him. I started... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Shouting at him and trying to push him away, but he was too strong. Then, out of nowhere, someone said, What's going on? I'm trying to sleep over here. Keep it down. A drunk dirty-looking homeless guy walked towards us, and for a second I was terrified. But then I realized he was helping me. He started shouting at the guy holding on to me, saying, Hey you, are you deaf or something? Let her go and keep silent. The jerk was getting heated, and the next moment he punched that homeless guy in the face, and then they started fighting. Then I freaked out and didn't know what to do, I pulled my phone out of my pocket and played a recording of a police siren. I live alone, so I know all the tricks. Well, that did it. The jerk who'd grabbed me suddenly jumped up and sprinted out of the park. The homeless guy who'd helped me was still lying on the ground, so I helped him up. He was black and blue, and there were even some scratches on his face. And as I got closer to him, I realized he looked familiar. O.M.G. Wasn't he the rude guy from the restaurant? What was he doing looking all dirty like a homeless guy? He had his eyes closed, so I patted his face and said, Hey, wake up! What are you doing out here? He opened his eyes and asked, Do I know you? He stared at me for a while, then eyeing my uniform and smiled. Oh, the little waitress. Guess what? I'm poorer than you now. Then he passed out. 
I was so annoyed that I'd bumped into him again. I was about to leave him lying there, but then I realized he'd saved me, and I could hardly leave him there with all his injuries. So, yeah, in the end, I decided to take him back to my place to get my first aid kit. I cleaned up his scratches, and then let him crash on my sofa. The next morning, he was super surprised when he woke up. I told him what had happened and that he'd saved my life, so I saved his. Then I said he should probably head home now, but he just stared at me, and that's when he told me his story. He really was homeless. His parents had kicked him out because they'd found out he wasn't their biological son. What on earth? How could any parent do that? It's not like he has tricked them, but it was due to some mix-up at birth. So wasn't he also a victim? I felt sorry for him, but still, it was none of my business. I had to get to work, so I asked him to leave, but he begged me to let him stay. I just looked at him in shock and said, Um, how about you go to your rich girlfriend's place instead? I really need to get going now. But he didn't budge. He said, Oh, don't even mention that gold digger. She only cared about me when I was the only son of a millionaire. Now that I've got nothing, not a cent, she broke up with me. Wow. Shocker. But, well, it's not like I couldn't tell that she has a lousy personality right from the get-go. So I said, well, what about your friends? Can't you crash with them? But he said no. It started to frustrate me. So I said, you can't stay here. I don't even know a thing about you. Then he splurted out, hi. I'm Jude. I'm 22 years old. I've got all my fingers and toes, and my criminal record is clean. There you go. Now you know me. And he topped it off with a grin, as if that could win me over. He then went on to say that he'd pay rent, and that when he found a job and stuff, he'd leave. I hesitated. I mean, I couldn't live with a strange guy. But then I thought about that extra money I'd get if he helped with rent. I could really use that money for my college fees. He could see I wasn't sure, so he said, Come on, please. I mean, I did save your life last night. But there's only one bedroom, I said. Don't worry, I'll sleep here. He pointed at the sofa. I thought for a while, then nodded my head and agreed. And only for one month, okay? Then I made him shower and change his clothes, since he was so gross and dirty but he told me he didn't have anything to change to. I was kicked out, remember? And he even had the cheek to ask me for some money to buy new clothes. No chance. I told him he could wear my clothes, since some of them were quite big. At first, he refused. He said there was no way he was wearing women's clothes. So I said he either wore them or kept his dirty clothes and left my house. Ha! Huh. Of course he had no choice and seeing him in my floral pants was hilarious. A few days later, though, he still hadn't found a job. Every night I'd come home to find him lying on the sofa in my oversized pajamas. He was so messy and lazy, and after a week, I couldn't bear it. I nagged him. You have to find a job, or how do you expect to pay me rent? And the least you can do is clean up around here. I'm not your maid. He said he'd been looking for an office job, but it was hard as he had no knowledge and experience. This annoyed me, so I suggested he apply for a delivery man position. 
He looked at me in horror and said, What do you think I am? Oh, hello. You're a homeless boy with nothing. What else do you want? I thought. Then I said he could come work with me in the restaurant. But he refused, saying that his friends went there all the time and they'd laugh at him. I was speechless. I said, Suit yourself. But after one month, you're out of here. A few hours later, he knocked on my bedroom door and said he'd take the restaurant job, but he needed clothes. Finally, I'm glad that this boy has come to his senses. That's great. You can start from tomorrow. I'll call the manager. And I know the exact place where you could get all the stylish clothes for free. Let's go. At first, he was so excited. But when he realized that I was taking him to a clothing donation center, his face changed. He looked disgusted and said, no way. I smirked and said, it's up to you. You either pick something to wear from this place or you can wear my clothes. I've got a floral dress that would really bring out the color of your eyes. He looked so sulky as he reluctantly went through the rack of used clothes. It was so funny. But everything was only about to start. You won't believe what happened next. Stay tuned for part two to see how things went between Jude and I. Why do we have to study logarithms? Will they help us with stockbroking? Surely not. Why suddenly create the X and then force us to find it? And why do I have to prove that it's an isosceles triangle? I see clearly that it is. Duh! Then I received the note back saying, What are you two talking about? I just figured that another kid had intercepted it. So with my eyes still glued to my level 3692 of Candy Crush, I scrawled back, Keep your nose out of my business. And then handed the paper over without looking. Ahem. But your business is taking place in my class. I slowly looked up and saw that it was my teacher. Oh, dang. Busted again. Looking over, I saw Bread with his big guilty face. Ugh, he should have been more careful. Okay, you. And you. Out. Hmm, you're probably wondering how I'm such a pro with this pose. Well, it's because I've done it a thousand times. And that serious woman over there is Mrs. Megan, my math teacher. I swear, she totally has it in for me. Okay, let me tell you the story. Once upon a time, there was a girl who, due to an unexpected accident with a trash can and an ill-placed skateboard, ended up arriving a teensy bit late for her exam. But the teacher refused to let her in and also failed her. Grrr. Yeah, that girl was me, Lexi. Thus, from that moment forth, she became my arch enemy. So, during her boring lecture, I threw a paper plane at the board and said, Miss, you've spelled arithmetic wrong. I suppose spelling is a bit hard for a numbers person like you. It's okay. Clearly my comment got to her, as during that same class, she picked on me to graph a function. Ha! Huh, easy peasy! So I created a masterpiece that made her eyes roll, and the whole class found it hilarious! And as expected, she gave me a lengthy lecture on my childish behavior, 
and even threatened to call my parents. Poof. Yeah, good luck with that. As unless it involved business, then my parents were practically impossible to reach. Besides, I was just having a laugh. Mrs. Megan needed to lighten up. So I secretly stuck a piece of paper saying free hugs on her back. I lurked behind a tree and watched as all these people surrounded her. She looked so bewildered as she tried to navigate past them while having no idea what was going on. (laughs) Ah, the good old days. (laughs) Suddenly, Brett patted my shoulder and told me 30 minutes had passed and we needed to go back to class. My butt hadn't even touched my chair when I heard a patronizing voice say, You shouldn't act like that. Ugh, that's Faye, the teacher's pet and a real pick-me girl. Every time the teacher asks a question, she wriggles her arm in the air and squeaks out, Me! 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 Mrs. Megan only likes her because she always laughs at her boring jokes. Oh well, I may have no proof, but in my experience, Faye's definitely not as innocent as she looks. Don't say I'm jealous, because I'm 100% not. You probably think I hate school, but it's still way better than my so-called home. Ugh. At least school could be amusing, while my home life consisted of mom and dad locked away in their office 24-7. I can't remember the last time either of them cooked dinner. So takeaway it is. So I'm texting Ben, my super sexy BF. He's been studying in France, and he's back today. I've missed him so much, but unfortunately, I couldn't pick him up from the airport because of, you know, school. And tonight, he has a family party, but we're meeting up tomorrow. Yay! Let me see your face, sweetie. I miss you. You know what? Today, that teacher gave me detention again. Really? She messed with the wrong one, didn't she? (laughs) Definitely. I will retaliate tomorrow. She'd better watch out. Okay, but don't end up in after-school detention, as I want to see you. You know, my mom's also a teacher, but she's not that much. Oh, by the way, she's here. You want to say hello? Yeah, sure. Hmm. Ben, it gets on my nerves whenever I think of that meek. Before I had a chance to finish my words, a person popped up on the screen. Mrs. Megan! Lexi? O-M-G. We both gave each other stunned, open-mouthed stares. It looked like the screen had frozen. Literally. Then just when I didn't think it could get any worse, suddenly a familiar voice broke the silence. Oh, Ben has a girlfriend? Let me see her. Huh? That's... Faye! Oh, my days, this is too much to process. My two enemies were in the same frame. Shocked, I ended the call. Right after, I received a text from Ben saying, Don't worry, my mother may look super serious, but she's kind. And the girl is Faye, my neighbor. We've known each other since childhood, and she's cool. This was so crazy. (sighs) Now, I'd have to face them both every day, knowing that they are associated with my BF. Oh, the future is as dark as night. And yeah, this is the beginning of the series thusly entitled, Living with my future mother-in-law and my BF's annoying female best friend. And since then, things at school turned weird. 
For our class Halloween event, which had a Toy Story theme, Mrs. Megan was in charge of handing out the parts. Faye was Bo Peep, and she had this really cute outfit. While me, I was stuck as Mrs. Potato Head. My outfit was so lame, and one of my googly eyes kept on falling off. Ugh! It was so embarrassing, but I couldn't say anything. I couldn't mess with her anymore, as I still wanted to be with her son. Ugh. Worse still, math class became an endurance test. I was so sick of being compared to that goody two-shoes fay. Lexi, if you spent more time studying and less time painting your nails, you'd be a top student like Faye. Poof! Faye caught on to what was going on and also started playing tricks on me. One time in class, when I was dozing and Mrs. Megan was correcting the homework, I overheard, This symbol shows that A is not equal to B. Faye then turned around and whispered, Just like you, you're not equal to me. And you don't deserve my Ben either. What? Ben is mine, not hers. I bared my teeth and was about to say something when that brat started pretending to cry saying that I was picking on her. Out! Mrs. Megan came to us with burning eyes. We were walking out when in a sympathetic tone she added, Faye, you stay. I returned to my meditating pose, but, ugh, I couldn't shake off my anger. How unfair! Later, when it was lunchtime, Faye walked over to me with a cup of Coke, saying it was a peace offering, and that she was sorry for earlier. This was confusing, but... Whatever. I took it and was about to take a sip when Brett rushed over waving his arms about. Lexi, stop! I saw Faye put soy sauce in it. I was just a second away from yelling at her when Mrs. Megan appeared. I smiled smugly, thinking Faye would finally get into trouble. But to my surprise, Mrs. Megan took a sip of the drink and tried to keep a neutral face as she replied, There's nothing wrong with it. Really? They went that far to cover up for each other? Whatever. I had a date with Ben tonight to prepare for anyway. That night as planned, I arrived at Ben's house with a somewhat wilting pot plant for Mrs. Megan. I was kind of excited to finally have a cooked meal. Only, when I walked into the kitchen, I couldn't smell anything cooking. Mrs. Megan appeared and rubbing her hand said, Lexi, you don't mind cooking, do you? It's just been a long week of drawing diagrams. My hand kinda aches. Seeing the situation, Ben immediately came to help, but she reminded him that he'd agreed to fix a pipe or something. To be honest, I'd never touched a frying pan before. But I mean, how hard could it be? I'd make pancakes, though it's not really suitable for dinner, but I'd seen them on a five-minute crafts, and they were clearly a breeze to make. Only, it didn't go to plan. In situations like this, it's important not to panic. But, yeah, I panicked. I needed a plan B. Quick! In a rush, I threw away all the evidence of the failed pancakes and ordered food online. After all, thanks to my workaholic parents, this was my forte. I instructed the delivery person to come to the back door, so Ben and Mrs. Megan would be none the wiser. Expectedly, at the very first bite... Ben and my mother-in-law praised me profusely for my food, and Ben even joked that I should join the next season of Master Chef. Yo, I will rate this restaurant five stars for sure. Mrs. Megan suddenly dropped her spoon, 
so I quickly bent down to pick it up, only she leaned down and whispered sarcastically, I order from Sydney's too. Their sauces are divine. Oh, busted! Then, halfway through the night, this man showed up and apologized for being late. Turns out, he was Jim, Faye's father. But Faye wasn't coming over, as she was out with friends. Happy days! I watched Mrs. Megan and him touch a tissue box at the same time by mistake, and then... blushed? Huh? Oh, I get it. She liked him. Now it made sense why she was always sucking up to Faye. Have you thought about remarrying? I asked Jim innocently. To the waiting eyes of me, as well as Mrs. Megan, he hesitantly answered, Um, I don't think Faye would like that. Mrs. Megan glumly stared down at the floor. Okay, so I actually felt kind of sorry for her. Besides, matchmaking has always been my hobby, so I decided to help her. I knew that Faye was at a party on Saturday night, so I decided this was the perfect opportunity to play Cupid. I told Mrs. Megan that Jim had something to tell her, so meet him at the Golden Reef restaurant at 7pm. Then I told Jim the same. I stood behind a column and watched them share their starter, and then give each other gooey-eyed glances. Then Jim reached out and took Mrs. Megan's hand. They were looking at each other passionately when... Faye suddenly rushed in from nowhere and angrily slammed her bag on the table. So this is it? My teacher? And my dad? For real? F-f-f-fay, why are you here? Jim stuttered. No one can ever replace Mom! Then she turned to a dumbfounded-looking Mrs. Megan. Turns out you were only being nice to me to get my dad. You're fake. Stay away from us. Mrs. Megan covered her face with her hands then quickly left. Jeez, Faye was brutal. And however annoying Mrs. Megan was, she didn't deserve that. You! Faye shouted. Uh-oh, her gaze fixed on me. It figures you'd be behind this. Keep your big nose out of our family business and start caring about yours instead. Guess this is what lack of parental care does to a kid. I stared at her speechless. Those words should have driven me mad, but for some reason, I only felt sad. And so guilty. I really just meant well. So, first thing at school the next day, I swallowed my pride and went to Mrs. Megan's classroom, where she looked lost in thought as she marked homework. I coughed to clear my throat, then said, Miss, I'm sorry. I honestly was trying to help, but now I realize I should have minded my own business. I'm also sorry for being a jerk in your class. She was silent at first, then replied, It's okay, as I've come to realize that you and I aren't so different. We both have complications in the way of finding love. Guess it's really not easy to get approval from your parents' family, huh? She smiled and gently stroked my hair before continuing, You're such a smart and kind girl, and I always knew you could do better in class that I must have been too harsh on you. I'm sorry, too. I smiled back at her, and at that moment, I felt like all of our previous conflicts melted away. And I realized that I shouldn't neglect my studies. Instead, I should work hard to become the best version of myself. So, with a lot of hard work, I went from trailing at the bottom of the class to reaching the top spot.
even overtaking Faye. Ha! Speaking of Faye, she was still ignoring both me and Mrs. Megan, and never put her hand up in class anymore. But then a rainbow flame experience in the chem lab changed things. Everyone ran out of there when the curtain caught on fire, except for a terrified Faye. Luckily, Mrs. Megan rushed inside to rescue her just in time, and covered her with a jacket as she led her to safety. After that, Faye realized that Mrs. Megan is a good person, who cares about both her and Jim. So, through blurry eyes, Faye sobbed out, Thank you so much, and sorry, I was too childish. Please forgive me. A few months later. So, yeah, you see, my wing woman plan worked. And now I have a second family. A really big one. But you know what's the best thing? That is, I no longer have to order food online anymore. Because I will stick to here. And my mother-in-law will cook for me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 